Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode the cult of Matt Duffy, and ask me questions if I was confusing. The cult of Matt Duffy. I was a bit slow to Matt Duffy last year. I was a bit slow in part because most of my attention was to minor league kind of stuff. I wasn't watching the Cubs games. I was paying attention to them, but not as closely as many people were. And at some point along the line, I noticed that one of the people whose opinions I quite respect regarding the major league team, I have two. I have two that I really, really, really appreciate the... um observations of Russell Dorsey and Megan Montemurro. They're there, they're watching, they're paying attention, and they have a tendency to go a little bit beyond the blatantly obvious. And not too long into the season, Russell Dorsey started to comment that Matt Duffy was taking professional at-bats. Matt Duffy was taking professional bats. Maybe they were resulting in hits. Maybe they were resulting in doubles. Maybe they were resulting in lineouts to the right center field. Uh, lineouts to the to right center field. Maybe they were resulting in strikeouts. But he was taking pitches he shouldn't be swinging at, and eventually he would strike out nonetheless. Matt Duffy was taking good professional at bats, and I started to notice that. And started to comment as such shortly after Russell Dorsey did, because I'm paying attention to what Russell Dorsey is saying. Again, if you're not going to watch the game, if you're not necessarily listening to all the games, you should probably have someone who is who is doing a good job upon whose star you are willing to um, base your opinions. Matt Duffy was taking good at bats. When Matt Duffy missed a bunch of time for the Cubs, it hurt the Cubs because they lost his quality at bats. So, Matt Duffy eventually returns. In general, he was fairly good late. A lot of the Cubs hitters were fairly good late. So why am I referring to the cult of Matt Duffy? Referring to the cult of Matt Duffy goes to something more important, more deep than Matt Duffy and actually has absolutely nothing to do with Matt Duffy. I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if you heard about this. Maybe it snuck by you. Maybe as a Cubs fan, you didn't even hear about it. But in July, the Cubs traded a bunch of players. They traded a bunch of players. Why did they trade bunches of players? Was it because Tom Ricketts is cheap? 
or was it because Jed Hoyer's a bad GM, or was it because of some other reasons? Yeah, possibly, maybe, whatever, whichever combination of all of the four different categories. To an extent, the players that were traded were traded because a lot of them were going to be free agents. They were going to be free agents, and if you take a player like Ryan Tapera up to the end of the season, and he becomes a free agent, goes somewhere else, the Cubs get no compensation for him. Now, with Anthony Rizzo, with Chris Bryant, with Javier Baez, the Cubs possibly could have done some things to possibly get free agent compensation. We're not sure what the rules are for the season that just concluded, because that, that will be decided when the collective bargaining agreement gets signed. But a lot of the players were not going to get any compensation when they left. The Cubs decided in mid to late July, you know what, we'd be better off trading this player, getting a prospect or two in a turn, and going from there. Just going from there, heading on. Why? Because they were going to be free agents irrespective of anything. If the Cubs did absolutely nothing with Ryan Tapera except... Every day in the newspaper say Ryan Tapera is the best reliever we've ever had. Five days after the World Series, Ryan Tapera still would be a free agent. Free agent, free to go with whoever he wanted. Free to sign with whoever he wanted for whatever contract he wanted to sign for. Matt Duffy falls into the same category. Jake Marisnik fell into the same category. Matt Duffy will be a free agent this offseason. Period. There's no hypothetical about it. He is going to be a free agent because he will be over 6.000000 years of MLB experience. So he will be a free agent. Rex Brothers, Cubs have the option for. Alex. Uh, Adam Morgan. The Cubs have an option for. Nico Horner, the Cubs have an option for. Matt Duffy, Cubs do not have an option. He is a free agent. That doesn't necessarily mean the Cubs should entirely disregard Matt Duffy. Matt Duffy had a good year. Why? Because he's a professional hitter. If he can stay healthy, which didn't entirely ha happen in 2021. If Matt Duffy can stay healthy, he can be useful to a team. Not even an argument. Could Matt Duffy in 2022 have a better year than 2021? Yeah, he could. Could he have a worse year than 2021? Yes, he could. Could he have a more injury-riddled season than in 2021? Yes, he could. And therein lies the question of... Why is it do people have a cult of Matt Duffy? Matt Duffy is, when healthy, a good player. Not an elite player. He's a good bench player. He's a very good bench player. Have him sitting on the bench. Send him in to pinch hit. Maybe he starts twice a week. Whatever, whatever. Whatever opinion you have of Matt Duffy on the field, Matt Duffy, this offseason, free agent. He can go wherever he wants, which means he could come to the Cubs. 
So should the Cubs possibly engage in discussions with Matt Duffy to possibly keep him around? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, why not? I wouldn't mind Matt Duffy coming to the Cubs on a minor league deal. None whatsoever. There's quite a few players that finished the season in the Cubs' upper pipeline that I wouldn't mind having back on a minor league deal. Be a tall Avellino, Sergio Alcantara. Wouldn't mind having them on minor league deals. I don't know that I'd want Sergio Alcantara on a full on a um, on the forty man roster all off season. I don't know where that would do a whole lot of good, but that's my preference. Matt Duffy will be a free agent. And what ends up being the problem, not that people like Matt Duffy. That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to, I like Matt Duffy. Perfectly fine to say, I like vegetable lasagna. It's perfectly fine to say, I like mushrooms on my pizza. No worries. Now, as to the logic behind, should Matt Duffy be prioritized for next season, off of what are you basing that? Some people might be in favor of releasing David Bodie and adding Matt Duffy. Could improve the team. But remember, money does exist. Money is a factor. Money is always a consideration. And if you're going to say... Release the player who's guaranteed money and instead bring back a player who is a free agent and can sign with whatever team he wants. A player who has a history of injuries and you'd have to be providing him with the best contract offer of all 30 teams, otherwise he'll go to somebody else. It really does seem a bit like the um, it really does seem like the cult of Matt Duffy is a case of flashing. A case of flashing, of saying Matt Duffy had a better season than David Bodie. If you want to say Matt Duffy had a better season than David Bodie, feel free to say that. You're completely accurate. Matt Duffy was better than David Bodie this year. However, if you're going to say the Cubs ought to release... David Bodie, pay him all the money that he's due and instead keep Matt Duffy, well, then there's a little tiny bit of a problem. Because not only are you saying you think that you like Matt Duffy better than David Bodie, which is fine. You know, I like, I like uh, pepperoni and sausage on my pizza more than I like uh, mushrooms and pineapple. But if you are going to say the Cubs ought to make a financial, a business decision to get rid of David Bodie 
and pay him all the money that he's due, and instead plug in David um, Matt Duffy for 2022, you really ought to put a little bit of skin into it. You really ought, if you want to say, I like Matt Duffy more than David Bodie, that's fine. But if you're going to say the Cubs ought to make an executive decision and do this thing that I am saying, then to me it makes a whole lot more sense, a whole lot more sense if you're putting a little bit of skin on it. Because Jed Hoyer has some skin on it. If Hoyer releases Bodie and brings in a player to play Bodie's spot, he's spending money on a player that he's already spent the money on. Hoyer is to an extent admitting to a mistake that he may or may not have made. Shouldn't have given the extension to David Bodie. Shouldn't have invested the money in David Bodie. But if you're saying the Cubs ought to do this as a financial decision, as a business decision, go on record. Go on record. Make it public. I think Matt Duffy would be a better have in 2020 than David Bodie. Go on record as saying it. Go on record as saying it. And do the old, and if I'm wrong, I'll give $100 to Cubs Care. See how that changes everything? That changes everything when your skin is on the line. When your skin is not on the line, it's really easy to say, I like Matt Duffy. I do like Matt Duffy. He's a good hitter. I I don't think that he makes a whole lot of sense with the 2022 Cubs on a full season uh, 40-man roster spot over the entire offseason with the rest of the players that they have and the likelihood that they're probably going to add um, a third baseman shortstop at some point through the offseason, that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. There doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of space for Matt Duffy if the Cubs were to retain him. Now, if you want to throw in the, oh, they also ought to keep Sergio Alcantara and they ought to keep this guy and they ought to keep this guy, but don't keep the guy that I don't like. People who flash, people who flash are the ones who in 2019, 2020, and 2021 said, I don't like Craig Kimbrell. The Cubs ought to DFA Craig Kimbrell. And people who flash in that fashion, but don't say, and I'm willing to contribute $75 or $100 or whatever to Cubs care if I'm wrong. They're flashing. They're flashing. They are making a comment. It's kind of like one of these people who I'm going to type something on Facebook. I'm going to type something on Twitter. And if I end up being wrong, I'm going to erase it. So let's say, well, Cubs play the, no, the, the Bears play the Raiders this weekend, right? Bears play the Raiders let's, this weekend. So let's say you get this one Bears fan. It says, the Bears are going to beat the Oakland Raiders by 13 points this weekend. They are going to beat the Raiders by 13 points. They're going to dominate them. They are going to own them. The Bears are the better team than the Raiders. The Bears are going to win by 13 points. I got no problem with a person saying that. None whatsoever. Post it. 
put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram, put wherever the heck you want. But if the Raiders are up by two touchdowns, middle of the third quarter, don't go back and erase it. Don't go back and erase it. You already said it. Own it. Wear it. My last podcast I made to a mistake I made. Make a mistake? Admit it. Don't erase the podcast. Don't erase the tweet. Don't erase the post on Facebook. If you have any integrity, make your comment. I think the Cubs ought to retain Matt Duffy into 2022. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. However, if you are recommending a business decision, if you are recommending the Cubs ought to release, the Cubs ought to non-tender, the Cubs ought to, etc., 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 on down the line, don't delete it when you're wrong. Don't delete it when you're wrong. Try to learn from it. Laugh at yourself. Hey, I made a dumb call. I thought the Bears were going to do this, and they did that. I thought the Cubs were going to do this, they did that. I thought the Blackhawks were going to do this. They did the complete opposite. What I said was completely full of crap. That's where we ought to be leaning. If you make a mistake, if you make a bad call, own it, wear it, learn from it. Don't erase it. Don't erase it. Matt Duffy's on the Cubs in 2022. I'm good with it. I have no particular worries. And if he's on the Cubs, and if he's healthy, he'll probably be fairly good because his main problem through the years has been being healthy. And having him as a spare infielder on the 2022 team, I don't see how that's going to harm anything. The stuff that has me scratching my head is the people who say, the Cubs ought to get rid of Frank Schwindel. Why ought the Cubs to get rid of Frank Schwindel? Fangraphs had him worth $16 million this season, and next year he's only going to be making $600,000 a year. Why would you get rid of that? He ends up having a horrible start to the season, they can send him back down to the minor leagues. Where's the worry? The cult of a certain player. Regardless whether it's Matt Duffy or possibly Anthony Rizzo or whoever it ends up being. It's really kind of scary. It's really kind of scary. Because people assume that because they like a certain player, everybody else ought to like that certain player too, or else there is something wrong with the other person. If you don't think exactly like I do, there's absolutely something wrong with you. Hmm. Disagree with me, you're probably going to be right most of the time. (laughs) I'm wrong a whole bunch. But as far as the financial ramifications, the financial blowback of releasing players who have guaranteed contracts, sometimes it may actually be a good idea. But as far as for the 2022 Cubs, I don't see Matt Duffy or any of the various number of incidental players flipping the Cubs from a 90-loss team to a 95-win team. I just don't see it. The Cubs 
probably aren't going to be there in 2022. They probably aren't. And I'm as much tossing it on the fact that Alec Mills is probably going to be a starting pitcher. I really don't see a team with Alec Mills as a starting pitcher over a 162-game season, and Alec Mills being the two or the three, maybe. I don't see that being an elite team. And it's fine for the Cubs to have a year where, no, they're probably not going to compete this season. Some people will probably be cursing that, and every year is sacred, and the Cubs are a big market team, and blah, 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 blah. They're not going to be that good of a team. They're just not. And if your ability to cheer for the Cubs is entirely hinged on them being a good team, them being a competitive team, well, uh, let me tell you something. There have been a couple years through the years, the Cubs have been really bad. And when they were really bad, Chicago was still a big city. And there were still people fussing about the front office, and there were still people fussing about the ownership. And it doesn't matter what year it was. Matt Duffy's a nice incidental player. Matt Duffy should not be on the 40-man roster all off-season. And people bragging about how fantastically good Matt Duffy is because he did kind of well this season for the Cubs when he was healthy. I'm not buying it. I'm just really not buying it. If you're going to have a cult of a certain player, probably makes sense to know whether they're going to be a free agent next season. Have a hunch as to how well they'll do next season. Matt Duffy ends up getting a non-roster invite to spring training. I'm completely good with that. But for people who are saying, well, definitely, Matt Duffy should be a main part of the... Boy. 2022 is going to be a whole lot more like 2021 than a lot of people want to admit. And the finances of ownership trying to, well, take the players out to the woodshed again isn't going to help the likelihood of the season starting on time. Duffy's fine. Duffy's okay. But Duffy's a free agent. Duffy can go wherever he wants. He can set up whatever deal he wants. He can go with whichever team he wants. More power to him. If it ends up being a Cubs, great. But prioritizing Matt Duffy should not be job one this offseason. Shouldn't even be job 14. If he gets to be mid-January and Duffy doesn't have a job and he's willing to, yeah, sure, what the heck, I'll come back. But if you guys work kind of well last year, let's do it. Go for it. Fine. Fantastic. But to pot commit to Duffy in mid-November or early October seems a little bit rash. At least it does to me. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon. 
Hopefully I can make that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And have a fantastic Tuesday.